Previously on the Galactica Quorum. The only thing I have left that I would want to bring up is Battlestar Galactica props, but I think we might just save that for the next one. We like the gun. Uh, what? I don't know what the gun is. It's just a real cool looking gun. If anybody out there knows how we can get the gun, please let us know. I almost started thinking, well, couldn't this guy be a skin job? Even though he was human at one point, but since they've had him for three years, I started thinking, well, they could have easily have cloned him or whatever. Any Baltar shooting blanks? So sappy romanticism in the boxing episode is crap, but threesomes are okay. Oh, yeah? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and welcome to Glatzka Quorum number six. Uh, I am Brian, and joining us today with our Quorum of Four is... Dimitri. Michelle. Jason. This week we're going to do, again, something different. We're going to take from my copious notes the stuff we didn't get to. So Dimitri refers to it as the stuff from the bottom of page two. There's stuff we didn't get to, whether by time or for whatever reason. It's the leftovers, and hopefully that doesn't mean it's B-grade material. Leftovers are always better on the second day anyway. Just up front, we're not talking about any particular episode this time, so I don't know if we're going to really have any spoilers per se. I should give out some of our contact information. We have our email address. That's gquorum at gmail.com. And we have voicemail if you want to leave us a message, it's 206-202-0274-206-2020-BSG. It's not a free call. but It, it had to spell out something. That, Come that, on. That's, that's all I could get. I couldn't get quorum. I couldn't get anything else. But if you have minutes to burn, send us some feedback or answer one of the questions we might pose during this podcast. Let's jump into something that was discussed a few podcasts ago. Uh, I believe it was the Hero episode. Dimitri at one point said... He thought that Mad Dog might be a Cylon copy. And that's something I had actually thought about earlier. Because I kind of wonder where they get the templates for these models. And if, in fact, they can clone people or where they might come up with these models. And the first time I actually saw Gina 6 in the Pegasus episode, for some reason I really believed that that was like the real quote-unquote Six. I thought that was like a human. She just seemed more vulnerable than all the other sixes, and it just seemed like that was something they had pulled from. But of course, she was not. However, it does make me think: Is there perhaps a real six? Would it be kind of cool to see like the original Sharon somewhere? Well, I, I never thought about it, but now that you say it, it totally makes sense because they have, would have have to have come up with a the human, the Cylon, the machine can't invent a human body out of nothing they would have to come from something and evolution takes a little longer than just a couple hundred years so there i i like that theory i think there might be but i have a feeling if there is a real sharon or a six or anybody else uh they're probably locked up in a box somewhere or because long or long dead yeah, yeah because they, they would have been aged they wouldn't be or the, yeah the they, they, they would have they would have aged already or maybe they still have them in stasis so they can maybe that's what they cloned them from because right. I, I don't know in lots of lots of sci-fi shows and books and TV or whatever if you clone a clone and then clone a clone and clone a clone then it, it starts to degrade right. that's a great question I would I think they need to touch that where, where are the clones coming from right 
I think that might give them an out because they're always having a dilemma about how do we tell one Cylon model from the other. They have to have different hairstyle or different clothes or one's on a planet with a different lens filter that makes it more yellow so you know that they're on this other planet. But if they have this original one and she has aged or he has aged, they can dress them up a little bit and with a little age makeup and you have a visual cue right away that, oh, that's the original one. And it'll be kind of an interesting one for the, the actress to play. You're shaking your head. Go ahead, speak. I think you're putting too much into it. Are putting too much thought into this it. This is a podcast, after all, about Battlestar Galactica. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I forgot where I was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I apologize. I just woke up. No. Um, I mean, if you look at sci-fi history, the idea is that humans created the Cylons. The Cylons are machines. They have memories. You would assume that they would fashion... They could. They had had memories of people they interacted with. There didn't have to be a person they're copying particularly. I mean, it could be a person they're copying particularly, or it could be an amalgamation of people that they have interacted with, you know, from the, you know, the long ago in their original state. Mm-hmm. I think you're putting way too much thought into it. But I'm not, I'm not talking about the personality of the people. I'm talking about the actual shell, the, the skeleton, the, the, the body. Where would they have come up with the, like where, where, the meat? Where would the they meat, have come yeah, up where are you going to the... get the meat from? I mean, you have to, you have to base it on something. Yeah, you can't. I mean, a machine is not going to be able to construct. I mean, because they're, since they're living, it's not a. They're not like goo and blue blood. They're actually blood and real flesh. And I don't know. I have ha- to go back and watch the Terminator series and figure this. Well, out. That was entirely different. Not to get too geeky that, but that that was that was entirely it's too different. late. <laughs> Brian doesn't like Terminator. I didn't like the second Terminator. I like the first one. Uh, I like to call myself from before. Focus. Okay. Sure. Speaking of Cylons and flesh and blood. Have they given us a reason why there have not been more Cylon-human hybrid babies? Because uh, Walter is having sex with Six, and now also yeah, why didn't Deanna, she get pregnant? and uh, they claim that they're in love with each other, and Hilo and Sharon are doing it, so... Hilo and Sharon got pregnant after just one encounter. Right, so what's... Have they given us any explanation? Maybe Baltar's shooting blanks. I mean, he's a little squirmish and squirrely. I mean, maybe, maybe that's his problem. Could be. He is a, a doctor. Maybe he spent too much time close to... But can the Cylons have babies with each other? No. Baltar, so far, is not a Cylon. No, mm. I'm just saying. I mean... No, Cylons can't have babies with can. each other. That's why the, so the hair is... That's, that's the point of the whole Hera... Yeah, but then maybe Baltar's a Cylon. That's why he's not gotten any that's, pregnant. That could be it. That's a, a one explanation. Although that doesn't explain the Hilo Sharon thing. Well, didn't the Cylon playing the doctor... On the episode where they had Kara captured, kind of explain that this had failed, or yes, that was the reason for the whole the farm episode where they said they were extracting human ovaries and things like that to uh, basically use like test tube, but it wasn't working. So the little excuse they gave at the time was maybe there has to be some sort of actual element in there that's beyond just the science. They said, oh, it could be just love or whatever, but they haven't brought it up since then and. I don't know why. They could, if they were really interested in procreating, they could just, instead of trying to kill humans, they could just capture males and use them as inseminators, and then there you go. I mean, you start your brand new colony. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a good way of doing it. But they did have that one pilot captured for years. Yeah, the Mad Dog. And nothing came out of that. Yeah, Mad Dog. They had Mad Dog for, what, five years? They could have be lots of children running around 
Mulato. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, something I thought about at the beginning of this season is how big the Cylon fleet has become or is, has diminished over time. If you look at what happened in the beginning of this season, they lost three over the Battle of New Caprica, uh, and I'm talking about the base stars. And they've lost one to the virus, so that's four base stars this, this season alone that have destroyed or exploded. I don't have an exact count for previous seasons, but I believe last season Pegasus and Galactica teamed up, and I think they took at least one or two out. Uh, Boomer took one out before she shot Adama, and that one up so she left the nuke as a bomb. So that's about eight altogether. We know how many ships more... I mean, we really don't know, but we, there, you can kind of guess how many ships that the Colonials have, but they never made a mention of how many ships the Cylons have, so eight is a lot, but it's irrelevant. I mean, you have no idea. I'm going to just pick another show out of the pack. Stargate Atlantis, there's a bad people there, the Wraith, and every so often they kill off a ship, but there's no way... You know, there also, they have no idea of how many of them are that they are. What makes me wonder what the answer is of what their fleet currently is, and there's no way we can know, this is, these are purely just speculative questions, is they had only uh, four base stars around Caprica at the time, and they said, well, our resources are stretched thin. So if their resources were thin, then they were, that means that they had some over here, some over there, and if they had an infinite amount, they would have been able to say, have 20 around the planet, but they didn't. They only had four, and Again, part of it is just purely from a practical storytelling perspective, because if there was 20, then it would have been impossible for Galactica to make any kind of rescue. So yes, they made it four to make it at least plausible that they could do it. I would like to know, just in a general idea, how big is their fleet? Is, have, they, have they put a dent in a quarter of it, like a fifth of it? Is it are they secretly really down to like their last, say, eight base stars? It would be, you know, be interesting to know if somehow we found out that You've knocked out eight of them. That's 50% of our fleet. Well, last week we discussed uh, whether or not it was a good idea for the directors to show us the base stars in the first place, whether or not knowing what the base star looks like, knowing what the inside of the base star looks like, knowing what the you know king-size sex bed looks like, diminishes the Cylons' scariness for us. So if we find out how many base stars they have, let's say, in, their, in the whole fleet, or how many Cylons exist in total, then that is going to diminish their scariness completely, because then you say, well, right. I don't know, we've killed eight, they have 20 more, you know, or we've killed eight, they have eight more, we're halfway there. Yeah. It wasn't that hard to kill those eight base stars, so it won't be that hard to kill eight more. It would make him less threatening. Well, plus... You don't want the characters to look at it in that direction. It is not a military operation to destroy the Cylons. The operation is to find Earth and save what they have. So it's that guerrilla warfare tactic. You, you know, you're not trying to destroy the enemy war machine. You're trying to inflict what damage you can to keep yourself alive and keep them off balance. So you know, the military does, at this point doesn't need to know. Right. You know, hey, we've only got eight more, or we've got twenty more. They just have to assume that there's always something out there and keep running. They're not trying to be offensive. I mean, yeah, the knowledge would be nice, but there's not going to be an episode where they say, hey, look, we figured this out. There's only four left, and Galactica turns around and says, let's take them. Right. 
it's there's only four left. Okay, keep running. There's twenty left. Run faster. There's fifty. Oh my god. You know? Right. I think the more interesting point on that side would be it's World War Two. It's the US versus Japan, where the US by the end, the war machine just overwhelmed them and Japan had fewer and fewer resources to recover from any battles they had. They made such a big deal about the people on Galactica building one little fighter that there's a point where they've got you know they've got to be scraping by. I mean, they keep coming up with you know little fighters and raptors all the time. It just kills me that there's still that many operational. When you talk about the 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 pace of a war and the wear and tear, I know the wear and tear is different in space and the Red Harden, but it would just seem that there would be more focus on how hard it is to put ships up every single time. They touched on it briefly, but then they just kind of ignored it for the sake of the story. Well, I kind of like what you said just reminded me of something like, they're a skeleton crew, they're on the run, they're in a war, they were at that infected ship. I've said this before, but I just, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's just, it's a total, it's a poor call that they didn't just scoop up a bunch of those ships and load up the broken hangar and just fill it with Cylon Raiders, because then they could have, they could use that to advantage in the future. Just like in war movies, World War II, soldiers are running through the field, there's dead soldiers, they pick up the dead soldier's rifle, and put it on, and they keep going. Cause well, especially, I think it's a major flaw in this case, because they've made such a big deal about, you know, the mixing of it, where, yes, this is a space-faring race, but yet they still use bullets in their guns. Well, I'm sorry, bullets are not reusable in that situation. You know, in the original Galactic, you can say, well, you know, the, the laser cannon, it kind of, you know, it can be recharged, reinvented. But there's got to be something going on with the ammo. I mean, they've talked about how many nukes they had left. They're trying to use that, but it's the same thing with that ammo they're firing when they go out. That actually, maybe that would have been a better reason to go through the uh, nuclear cloud to get to the planet instead of going to the planet to get algae because the food supplies went down. Go to the planet because the planet has ore. We don't have ammunition. If the Cylons come again, we're cooked. Right. You know, the birds don't have ammo. The guns don't have ammo. That would have been a fantastic. That would have been like, oh, okay, totally plausible. The, you know, the planet's full of all kinds of you know, invent some ores yeah. that, that that definitely have, would have been you know, a, that would have been superior. Just because, like we touched on before, we'd already seen the episode where people had lost sleep and they somehow became, you know, they were they're losing their minds. So, yeah, if it had been something more resource-oriented towards their weapons or their engines, that would have been probably preferable, yeah. I like that. I mean, they fight so much. Where are the bullets coming from? Our battleships and our aircraft carriers, they have, on ship, they have assembly lines where they have the, they the, have the bullets. The bullets aren't made. The bombs aren't made. All the pieces are on there, and they're constantly making them. They could have had some sort of just a 10-, 5-minute segment showing where... These guys are, you know, near the hangar somewhere. And they're building bullets and building bombs, and they're just everything's empty. And they're like, "Adama, we need to, we need ore, we we need we need resources." I, I just, I think that would be fun. Not to mention, they left stuff on <coughs> New Caprica. They, right. they they could address the fact that while they certainly lost people in New Caprica, maybe you know, it's like they need something done, and it's like, well, yeah, we used to be able to do that, but so and so died on New Caprica. Yeah, no. that's one of the things I wish they had gone and done a backstory. During that year and four months that Galactica was out there, that I wanted to see Galactica's perspective as a story, and maybe they'll do that as an episode in the future. I doubt it because I think they've 
they're done with the new Caprica stuff after that. Well, how so did you want to well, see it? Because I feel like they're out there in space for four months. They didn't talk or have any contact with anyone. That the planet. Right, the planet. And, you know, what happened out there? Did they have any contact at all with Cylons? Did they find something that might have been... Maybe there was a dilemma like, oh, we just found this. You know, if we travel this direction, we might be better off. And the other thing is, during the four months they were out there, plus the year plus, why didn't they upgrade that hangar? And they had material from the planet. They could have made it fully operational. And they had Pegasus. And they could have, you know, maybe taken some equipment from there that wasn't used. And why'd they stand down completely? Because they had to think, well, we have to keep an active military, so why don't you just... Upgrade the material you have and the hardware you have. Yeah, I agree. I'd like to see what Galactica was doing when they were just sort of orbiting. I forgot that one, that little time frame. The year later, they could have been using some of that time to restock and everything to move things around. But you're right. You would think at the same time where Adama probably didn't completely trust the Cylons. You know, like, yeah, they say they're not going to come back, but we're not going to stray far from this planet. And they didn't, but you would still think that with two battle stars, at least one could have made a jump that, in and out to kind of just go check things out. That or, I mean, the whole thing with the hangar that doesn't work, I mean, it's ridiculous that it still doesn't work. They could have landed the Galactica on the planet and fixed it. You know, fixed it on the planet, just made it made it work. The Pegasus could have orbited Earth. The resources were focused on building the new society, not on upgrading an old military ship. But, they, and, and plus, they were already going to retire, I don't care what it's done, they were going to retire Galactica anyway, so any improvements would have been made on the Pegasus. Which, again, they sacrificed the wrong ship. Right. Yeah. Change the they, show title. I don't care. <laughs> Change the, the boat's name in honor of the Galactica, which right. was lost. Just take the, the paneling off of one onto the other. I think, like I think, a refrigerator I think magnet. What, what, just what, take a big... I think what the writers of this show and just about any other show in the world needs is they need to tap into the viewers because... We seem to be closing up a lot of holes in the twenty-minute conversation. <laughs> they could just really use our help. They don't care. A lot of shows that I watch fold and sink and disappear because I watch them, but they have holes and they fall apart. And uh, maybe they wouldn't if. So you're saying you don't want Galactica to get lost? I yes, <laughs> perfect. I don't want Galactica to get lost. <laughs> You're a genius, Jason. Thank you for joining us today. Let's talk about props. That's something that we brought up in our very first episode and we didn't talk about since. I had done a search on the web looking for fan-made props and costumes, and there's really very little, if anything. If you look a couple years ago, even before some of the prequel Star Wars movies were being made, there was all sorts of websites and how-tos and how to make a Star Wars costume or buy this prop or this replica gun or any even not a gun. I think you're not looking in the right spots. But, but Star I'm Wars using Google, is... Google, is that what you're saying? Uh, Star yeah, Wars is a huge at. entity. I mean, it's a gargantuan entity. People right. in Siberia know about Star Wars. Battlestar Galactica is small. I mean, comparatively, is, I mean, if you, look, if you look in the sci-fi you don't have cable genre, TV, you I got think nothing. it has a really high uh, awareness between the sci-fi people and the people that make those. I mean, the things. sci-fi people, but Star Wars was like the crossover sci-fi hit. All that still being true, I find that there is just almost zero presence of Galactica 
well, content or costuming. It's on also the web. very early. If you go to eBay and you type exactly. in Galactica costume, it's, it's early. Not. They're in their third season. Third, third season, but, but the old, the how, old many, how many cons have there been already? When they have these people, you know, like who's going to the cons? The who's dressing them up? The way to get it started, the same way the Star Wars costuming and props and everything started, is that there's got to be that one fan that says, "Man, I really, really want to make so, that," and they go out of their way to find the materials to make it, and then they tell everybody else how to make it. Well, there's that. There is that one. We found that one guy. Website who who builds. I don't. I forgot what is it. What's the gun based on? Oh, we'll get to the gun later. But the, well, uh, anyway, there's there's one guy who who has manufactured parts that you can affix to uh, like a 357 Magnum or something to make it look exactly like the gun that the colonial troops carry, the handgun. So there is one guy that does that. But I think. You know, instead of saying there's nothing out there, maybe we need to just be the people who do it. I agree. No, we don't. (laughs) Plus, if you're talking about making costumes and characters, Star Wars lent itself more to that by having people that look differently. Again, the whole thing about Galactica is it's supposed to be kind of us. Anyone could do a six costume by putting on a blonde wig and a dress. And it's not like you're going to go out... It would be hard to be a... A, a centurion kind of thing because they're so freaking thin, you know, you'd have to be thinner than him to pull it off. I mean, they, they don't have a lot of things that would bring about costumes because it's just the military costumes. All yeah, the, the costumes they, don't stand out. Like all, the, 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 all, all the Cylons are just people in clothes. And like then, Leisure Suit Larry. I mean, you'd have to get like 70s costumes. In the old Battlestar Galactica back in the 70s, the colonial troops there, their costumes were. They were different looking. Nobody, the military, our military, didn't wear outfits like that in real life, and it didn't. It didn't. The show didn't mimic the real life. It made this, you know, the the brown leather jacket. They look more like something from the from the forties. Whereas the troops now, the colonial troops, Adama, Starbuck, their outfits are very. They look very now. Like you, you could walk into. A base to, into a cafeteria and, and and see everybody dressed like that. It would you wouldn't be. You would say, "Huh, it's not green, but it looks like it belongs." Mm-hmm. Like they're in the air force. That's, that's what they the look case, like. So why aren't more people taking that raw material and doing it? That's what I, I just find unusual. There is a site. I'll put the website link on our notes. Is there's a photo bucket page that has just pictures of like every item, and the people have been trying to put together a few costumes, but by and large. It's, I don't know. Maybe I'm not looking in the right place, but uh, I've I've been searching and I don't see a lot of. I told Brian that what he needs to do is just come up really nice high res photographs and buy the material and just give it to his wife and say, "Honey, can you make this by October 29th or 30th, 31st, whatever it is?" Laugh. Well, I told you guys I would look for stuff, so I will find stuff for you. And speaking of the gun, we haven't talked about the gun. Part of what brought on that whole prop discussion was I was talking to Dimitri a long time ago about. This cool gun that they use, the colonial gun, the one that they used mainly in the first and second season. It seems this season that they've actually moved from that prop to a the, more conventional prop. The first prop is very sci-fi looking. It doesn't look like anything that you've seen in modern times. It, yeah. It's been you know altered it and it's very sci-fi. It kind of resembles the Blade Runner gun. but It has a higher... It's taller. It's, it's taller. Okay. It, the first one was it was based on a revolver, and they just stuck something on top and some really cool looking angle material. Uh, the new one they're using is a semi-automatic gun, forty-five. And yeah, and it's a forty-five with something stuck under the yeah, lower part of just, the barrel, making it wider. Whereas the other one was a revolver with stuff put on top, and it made it just looked beefier and 
Yeah. And again, just a little more sci-fi. Well, you know, I guess the man, reason they might be doing it this season is switching over is probably might be cost just because it's easier to dress up a semi-automatic gun than construct a whole new prop. And the other thing was, I think they just had written a scene where, and this was during, uh, I think it was Hero, I think it was, where Adama comes in and I think it was that hero. I don't know. Whatever. It was the one where he, he takes Starbucks gun and he he racks the slide and the, the shell ejects out and he puts it on the table. I think that was written that way. And you can't do that with the original prop because there's no, you know, there's you, no, you slide in, there's in no slide the, in, the, in the bullet. Yeah, you can't eject the bullet. It's but, not. A, it's a, not an animated gun. Yeah. As a prop, it just looks so much better than this thing they have now that just looks like. You know, a regular gun with a thing stuck on the front. But maybe it's not, when I say you know it's too early, and you say, but it's already in the third season. The reason the first Battlestar Galactica has all the props you can buy, the costumes. I mean, you can buy the jacket, the pants, the boots. You can buy the gun. They even sell guns that fire. It's not because that show ran really long, but it's been 25 years since the show ran. So we've had 25 years to come up with stuff, and there have been fans. I guarantee if you go back in the 70s, there wasn't costumes or guns or anything to do with the show. Yeah. I think it just needs takes time. There was not, but again, nowadays with the web, you can share everything. There's a website for everything. If there's some guy in the 70s who was making his props, how is he going to tell anybody about it? Now, if one guy living in Illinois is making a prop, he puts a thing on the web, and I Google it, I should be able to find it. And then I just find it curious that I don't. But there was a guy who was making the, the cool gun, on the web, and he was taking uh, real parts of a revolver as the base, just the handle, gutting it, and adding his own resin top. And it was a really nice, really nice looking prop. It was expensive, but it had a firing trigger. It didn't fire for real. It was a non-firing gun, but the trigger moved. And he doesn't make it anymore because it's kind of vague. But apparently, there's a new prop maker who has a license now to build the gun. So he's going to stop making them, I guess, out of just, you know, conflict or whatever. That uh, makes sense. I, I don't know who is making them. I have a guess that it might be a company called Quantum Mechanics. They make prop guns for Firefly. Really? Yeah, and they have on their website something that says they have a license for Battlestar Galactica, which is coming soon. And they say they're doing the gamut, all kinds of stuff they're going to do. So there you go. That's it's great. answered. It's great. No, but here's the thing. It, they're going to create a gun, but thing is... It'd probably be more expensive than the original one, which is already pretty pricey. And also, it's going to be probably an all-resin prop, well, which means it's not going to be metal. It won't have a firing trigger. Well, then you're just going to do what you did with the lightsabers and just make them yourself. Well, the lightsabers, <laughs> it was actually easier. because Lightsabers you, easier because you take a tube and you glue things to it. Yeah, you, if you found a flash gun, the right kind, you could just affix you know, wiper blade parts and little this and that. And again, back... You know, you went to a website and said, you know, buy this from Radio Shack, buy this part from Home Depot, and you have to fix it to a Graflex three cell. But like I said, there's gun. always that one guy that's got to start the whole process. You right. be that guy, so, Brian. Well, uh, maybe me, but maybe you, the listener. I'm going to throw out a question for our listening audience, whoever they may be. What costume would you want to have if you could either have one built or have one made, buy one? Let's say for Halloween. If you could go in a Halloween costume as a Battlestar Galactica character or as some uniform, which one would you choose? And let us know what it is. Send us a message to our email or send us a message to our voicemail and let us know. 
Let's move on to uh, there was a. Let's move on to the bottom of let's move on page on two. two. Let's move page on two. to the bottom of page two. I think we've already drifted into like page four or five here. <laughs> <laughs> there was a Wired article a few weeks ago after the episode with the boxing. It wasn't really an article; it was more of an opinion page, where a guy wrote that he had failing faith in Galactica, and I won't read all of it. But I'll read the beginning of it. It writes. Uh, it is with a heavy heart that I am forced to confront the possibility that a once great show, Battlestar Galactica, may be heading to Fracktown. After Friday's head-clutchingly bad episode, which combined boxing scenes with barfy romantic flashbacks, my sense of foreboding has escalated into franchise panic. Okay, so that's a little thick with hyperbole, but it gives a, a top ten list of the things that are wrong. So let's go through them and say if they're valid or not. Number ten. Show creators Ron Moore and David Icke are developing multiple other projects. Moore is working on the BSG prequel show Caprica, Icke working on Bionic Woman and Them. Sure not. Well, if Battlestar Galactica show goes under, I don't, I don't think it will give too much weight to the prequel. Yeah. So I don't think that has anything to do with it. I mean, working on it, I mean, that could be something that he's working. There's two Stargate shows running simultaneously. So. Right. Number nine, crucial subplots such as the fate of Sharon and Hilo's hybrid baby are left dangling for more than three episodes. Yeah. Yes. That was valid. I mean, they spent three, four episodes where nary a, a mention of them or appearance happened, and that was too long. Number eight, rather than developing characters via personal transformation, character development is chartered via hair length, presence absence of beards, and weight gain slash loss. <laughs> true. <laughs> Somewhat true. I don't know. I don't think that's one of the main causes for it. That's weak. Yeah. Number. <laughs> Jason says move on. Next. <laughs> Number seven. The only way writers imagine they can showcase Edward James Olmos' considerable acting talents is via long-winded speeches. False. I mean, there is the one scene where he, they're having their negotiation with the Cylons, and he walks up to uh, Deanna, and he's saying, these are my terms, or whatever. And the, that was soft-spoken and to the point, and that... Yeah. I think, I think it showed his uh, acting really well when Mad Dog beat the crap out of him. Yeah. Number six, Cylon threesomes. False. Number five. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I almost agree with that for the simple fact that you could have had the scene in bed, it was established the first time. Okay, yeah. it's going on. You didn't need to move on. It, we don't, yeah. it doesn't have to be. A fifteen-minute scene. Every it wasn't a fifteen-minute scene. It was, well, you know what I mean. They're never gratuitous about. It. He just he he gets up from bed, puts on a robe. It's but not like they're actually, okay. Look, but here's the thing: he gets out of bed. as as a as a as a red-blooded American, I think three stars are fantastic. But for this show, the crap, but it doesn't belong there. You think so? Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't they, add anything. They, I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been established. It's, yeah, it's been established, and they the do, relationships it, are established. We know that. Baltar now has a relationship with Deanna, and that's why they, you know, it's not like they just drop them into the middle of a scene going, hey, why are you killing yourself and exploring these things? We know what's going on. Move on. See, I don't think there was a gratuitous at all. I think there was, well, it's not that it's there was two episodes where they even brought it up. There was the first one when he woke up, and there was another episode where he got up and either she wasn't there or she had just gotten up. And those are two scenes which lasted all of a few seconds, and then there was nothing. It was like... After any act had taken place, I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a, a dollar down that they're going to show it again when the show comes back. I don't think so because I think so the, you the take you taking my bet. I'll take your bet. I think the resolution of this uh, cliffhanger is going to be such that Deanna, something's going to happen with her, which is going to be a character-altering event, and I don't think they're resolute. They're she'll die. She'll resurrect. They'll have sex again. Oh, I mean, can, you know. they can't afford Lucy Lawless forever. 
Well, she definitely has gotten much more airtime than six this season, which is I yeah. found curious. Weird. So sappy romanticism in the boxing episode is crap, but threesomes are okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Next. Uh, number five. Too much intimacy with the mysterious silent enemy in their S and M dungeon ship makes them seem campy rather than scary. Which I think leads into yeah, too many. Yeah. Threesome scenes. That's that's re- interrelated. Move what on. Are we, wait, okay, I'm confused by that one. What are we talking How about? How single is the guy that wrote this article? Um, he's a geek on Wired. What do you expect? Number four. Entire episodes are clumsily devoted to single-word social issues like torture and genocide. I don't believe that to be true. Yeah. I don't think they spent a whole episode about torture and genocide. I think they the whole, definitely touched on it. but I think the whole concept's about genocide. Yeah. Yeah. Number three, Ike promises next season will bring more flashback-heavy episodes that focus on romantic entanglements and/or childhood trauma. Oh, show yeah. me, show me the source for that because I don't. I'll take the childhood trauma for a hundred dollars because that's what I mentioned a few weeks ago about where Starbucks damage come from. Where I said it'd be nice to know why she's all screwed up so much, and I think childhood, you know. So I'll take I'll take the childhood trauma for a hundred. I'll take that, but the flashback-heavy episodes and romantic entanglements, forget it. Yeah. Don't want to see that again. Number two, a retcon turns Adama into the cause of the Cylon's attack on the Twelve Colonies, thus making him both improbably important and too much of a bastard. I think I mentioned this in one of our... I think um, we all washed that away. Yeah, I kind of mentioned that I thought it was kind of a convenient that he was there, and he somehow seems to think it's more important than it was. So that doesn't really totally hold true, but I do... It's not like they spent a whole episode on him worrying right. about it. Yeah, but I, I did find that to be just a little bit too much of a coincidence. And number one, boxing is used as a thin excuse for an episode that could have been written better by shippers. I highly agree Agree, with that. agree, agree. Uh, I actually have one comment, though. I think the boxing um, episode would have worked fantastically if they cut the corners off the ring. <laughs> Thank it you for crap. that input. It was pure crap. Uh, and finally, I have just one more thing. Some new products have been announced or are rumored to be soon to be announced, and one of them is a pen and paper role-playing game. What? what? It's a pen and paper role-playing game. It'll be a hardcover game book with photos and original artwork and the usual game rules about gameplay and character creation. Do any of you play... Is this like uh, Battlestar Galactica meets Dungeons and Dragons? Sort of, yeah. Do do any of you play those type of games? Would would you be interested in that? No. No? Okay. I'm sorry. I'd rather dress up like Apollo and go shoot shit. I may be the biggest geek in this entire room. Maybe in the entire building. But I never played those games. <laughs> I would be interested in just having the hardcover game book because a lot of times they have they have nice photos, they have illustrations, often from uh, the production department when they're designing. Well, maybe that would be good for building props. Yes, the book but would be good for building props. But I don't want okay. I don't want to play the game. <laughs> you don't have to. Play. I didn't say I was going to play the game. Well, maybe you will be interested in this, Miss Geek. Oh, okay. There are also uh, rumors of uh, MMO online game. Sweet, rock on! I love MMO. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Jason and I are not so geeky. What's MMO stand for? Massively multiplayer online. Okay. RPG role-playing game. Oh, South Park talking about this. Yes, World of Warcraft. Thank you. Love World of Warcraft. The one thing they can't do in this... I mean, it happens to everything, and it will happen here, is that, yes, the core show shows success. So now the people that are paying for the show have to bring in every conceivable way possible to try and make money... Inevitably, but do they have action figures yet? Inevitably, no. See, no. I say it was your turn to talk. Ooh. So inevitably, the core show collapses because you're asking everyone, you're asking the people behind it to contribute to everything else, 
and just overmarket it and oversaturate it. And you know what's gonna be interesting? It's gonna be interesting to see how they squeeze a Coca-Cola logo into Battlestar Galactica because they're from like a different universe. Any final comments? No. Do you have anything I could put to the bottom of the next show's notes? Nothing. Okay, then I guess we'll get to our housekeeping. Our email address is gquorum at gmail.com, G-Q-U-O-R-U-M. And we have just instituted a voicemail that's 206-202-0274 or 206-2020-BSG. Send us, leave us a message. Have any questions or feedback you might have, and please give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you, and maybe we'll incorporate that into the show next time. And we have a website. It's www.galacticacorum.com. No, just and when the new season starts, I just want to say right now I'm not good with the whole Sunday night at ten o'clock thing. Way past my bedtime. No way I'm going to. Is be it ten o'clock or nine? No o'clock? way I'm going to be watching this thing live. I thought it was nine o'clock. Oh, I don't know. It's oh. just going to be on my TV like it always J- is. Jason, could you take a nap during the day and then watch it, please? Because <laughs> you, your opinions are important to me. That's fine. They just may come two days later. <laughs> Which is fine because we do these on Tuesdays, anyways. Okay, that wraps it up. Uh, Goodbye for now. Bye. So say we all. One, two, three, four, five, A, B, C, D, check, check, one. Galactica Quorum, number six. Oh, don't put that ding, in there. Ding, <laughs> ding, That's right there, so. ding. You know, you can almost, like, anticipate when Alan's going to be. <laughs> That's fantastic, actually. Uh, All right, do you have mine?